I got a job today. Congratulations. Hooray. Thank you. It is. I am just going to be a hostess at Blue Moon. So now Gabriel and I get to work together. That's actually kind of (laughs) cute. But, you know, I'm I'm like, I just need to make money right now. Yeah. Oh, I've been there. I I ended up uh, when I left Williston. Naturally, the greatest criticism that I got from everybody is that, like, I left without having something set up, which is a valid criticism. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'll find something like real quick. And I had very little savings. And I think I lived trying to remember exactly when I left. But I think I I think I was fine for about a month and a half. And I'm like, okay, I need to make money. And I was like, I worked at the same gas station that Bear, Sammy, and Brooke all ended up working at. Yeah. And uh, I ended up working there for almost two years. And I was like, well, sometimes uh, life just takes you places you're not expecting. Which yeah. is also the the third holiday that I worked at overall. Okay. That's not, so, yeah, I mean, not too bad. Yeah, I mean, it's at least something that I was, like, familiar with. Yeah. I figured being a hostess was a pretty good way to go. Well, congratulations. I mean, obviously not necessarily the opportunity that you were looking for, but it's it's always nice to just have something. Yeah. And considering that my unemployment ran out as quickly as I got it. Oh, naturally. Like, oh. I mean, it was covering, like, since I had left, but I also thought I was going to be getting more. I was like, okay, this will hold me over for at least another month or maybe a little longer. Yeah. That was not the case. They're like, you left your last job willingly, not the job I was from the one before. They're like, well, because you weren't at your company for a year and you left your other job willingly, you don't get as yeah, much. And I was like, that's ridiculous. But I pay my taxes. And the guy's like, that's not how that works. And I'm like, <laughs> that's not how that works. I was like, so it's it's just over. And he's like, yeah. And then I started sobbing and I was like, okay. that's fucking stupid. I mean, yeah. I suppose it's one of those things where, like, you have to draw the line somewhere. Like, these, they always have to, you know, put stop points at a certain spot, and some people just kind of get fucked by it. But when you're that person getting fucked by it, you're like, this is bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it has been a rough few months. Yeah, I can understand. To say the least. And then we had to put the dog down, so... Oh my god, I'm sorry. I keep forgetting about that. That's terrible. Your fall is kind of going like my spring started. Yeah. Or ended, I suppose. Jesus. Yeah, it's uh yeah, it's it's been a rough ride. But you know, Thanksgiving is around the corner, and I am (laughs) killing it with wedding planning. Oh, well good. Yeah. We got like our DJ at over half off, and the same with our photographer. So I'm like Oh wow. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'm like, just scoring across the board. I won a few things from this Denver Bridal Expo, and some of it was like, oh, because of the date you chose and because you were at the wedding expo, like, that's how I got the DJ for over half off. I was like, that's badass. Ooh, I won facials for the whole bridal party. And I'm like, 
Oh, that's awesome. Okay. That's pretty huge. That's great. And then I won like a boudoir photo shoot. So no like, shit. That's okay. pretty cool. Okay. Pretty, pretty great. Yeah. It's kind of awesome. I yeah. like the idea that the date worked into it because they're all like, look, we know people go hunting and we know <laughs> that we need to drum up more it's, business. So it's more that like I was very tactical in picking the date for our wedding. Okay. And I don't think people realize this because they're like, you had to choose hunting season. And I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah. This was never about hunting season, ever. Right. It's, you know, too bad, so sad. If well, that's what I told Dad and Cook. I'm like, you haven't explained, like, a whole lot of the tactics about it, but I'm like, it's all because of, like, the str- this, the strategy of, like, the uh, like what you could get at the time for the right cost. And I'm like, it's not like she thought, oh, hunting is going to piss everybody off. Let's do that. I'm like, why no, would you even... That was yeah. not what I thought at all. It's, yeah, which is not what they said, but it's that kind of thing of like, how could you possibly choose that time? And it's like, what? Well, it's not I because hunt. of hunting. That's why. Yeah, like, I don't yeah. hunt. I am oblivious <laughs> to hunting season. I don't know when it starts. I don't know when it is. I don't know which season is when. I just know that there are seasons for it, and you have to yeah. have a license for particular seasons. And I know that here in Colorado, you can't do party hunting i also know okay that and i don't know if minnesota is the same in colorado you get bids like for your licenses so you don't necessarily pick if you have like a doe tag or a buck tag like you put in that that's what you want but you can also be like hey I want a chance to have like a moose tag and your name might be- get picked. Oh, okay. So that's kind of how we... that works versus like duck hunting. It's you get the license for it. Like, yeah. Or like fishing. It's like, there's <laughs> so fucking many. Yeah. You just, you just buy them. Yeah. Yeah. That's the same here where, um, per like zone, they have like 200 some zones where you check the option of you want to try to get a doe tag and then they just send out so many mm-hmm. and uh uh i'm trying to remember where i was i had a like a point that i was going to but we had, long story short we didn't get any <laughs> oh i was yeah. gonna say there there's also a cutoff um you can essentially buy a deer license anytime after they become available for purchase but okay. up, but you get essentially a month because I think they start in like the beginning of August mm-hmm. and the sales go uh, all the way right through hunting season. But at like the first week of September, they cut off the application for doe tags. So mm. they only give like you have to hit that deadline if you even want to apply. Yeah. And yeah. And then like if you pass that, you don't get a chance at all. Yeah. But I... uh, yeah. I don't know these things, so it was not a factor for me. But we like winter, so I was like, okay, like, we should choose a time that's not January. So, like, the whole month of January was a no. Yeah. And that is specifically because that is when winter here gets really bad. Mm, Like, uh that's when we tend to have a lot of the really intense winter storms and ice and stuff like that. I'm like, Hmm. that's going to be difficult for people transportation wise. Like the pass gets closed and then my parents can't come. 
Yeah. That's that's a big deal for me. And I also chose to not do anything from usually May through October or like mid-May to October. Mm-hmm. That's wedding season. Mm-hmm. So prices for just about everything increase. So prices yeah. are a lot higher. So I was like, originally Gabriel's like, oh, we could get married in October. And I was like, fuck, no, we're not getting married in October. It's a beautiful time of year. I think it'd be beautiful, especially with like the leaves and stuff. But that is the busiest month for weddings in Colorado. Oh, I bet. Yeah, because so. it's it's perfect and beautiful. Yeah. Like everything. Yeah. The, you have fall colors. They do. They do news reports specifically as to which areas have the best fall colors from which times starting from like end of September all the way through like the first week of November. Yeah. They're like, here's well, how suppose... you can see the fall colors at all the peak times. Yeah. Well, and I suppose you get like down there, you have a bit more um, like tourism on that in terms of like, like if you've seen that fa- <laughs> that family guy episode where they're yeah. scared of the, the leafers. Leaf e-bigging. The leafers. Yep, exactly. Yeah. 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 I'm we like, I don't think we get a whole lot of that up here. But I can definitely see people like going through Denver, even just like for traveling yeah. and stuff. And they're like, yeah, so they have a report for people who aren't from there. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, we got to go see all the leaves. And it's like, oh, yeah. God, here they come. It's also off season or people call it mud season. So hotels like in Vail are cheaper mm. because mm-hmm. you can't get on any of the lifts. It's closed for the season. And half of the businesses close. Yeah, they're like, we're just a hotel now in what is essentially a ghost town until yeah. all the like chalets reopen and stuff. So it's like, yeah, yeah got to drum up. Actually, um, when Zach and Jenny got married or maybe right before. Um, anyway, they visited one year relatively shortly after they were dating and when I was still in St. Paul. Mm-hmm. And there is this adorable bed and breakfast that is built out of an old paddle boat. And it's still on the water. That's cute. So, yeah. And when I first looked into it, when I just moved out there, you know, like in basically, like you were saying, May through like October, it's like 400 bucks a night. Oh, my and, God. Yeah. And so the only way I was even able to really swing it is uh, when it's, you know, like early to mid January, that's basically the off season because they still mm-hmm. do stuff, you know, like around Christmas. But yeah. that can generally zach and jenny generally come after christmas yeah and so yeah that first week of january was like 60 bucks a night i'm like okay i can swing a few nights for that yeah it was just kind of nice it was very cute so october was a hard no yeah and my mom was like oh you i totally would have pictured you getting married on like halloween Mm. for and i was like i can't do that because that is the wedding that is Gabriel's parents' anniversary. And I don't want to Shut share up. anniversary oh. with anyone. Yeah. So. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah. Huh. It, for them, it's very fitting. And I was like, yeah. that's that's very them. It's perfect for them. And I'm like, but I'm not sharing an anniversary date. No, yeah. no offense to Especially, anyone, but. Right. Especially if you can, like, easily swing it. Like, yeah. if. Yeah. Yeah. As far as I know, no one in the family has been married in November outside of Pam and Jim. 
And there's oh, was right. later November. As I yeah, heard. that was. I don't remember how it came up, and we didn't talk much about it. But yeah, your your wedding did come up, and and that was the first thing. Is dad like started shaking his head? He's like, "Can't believe it's hunting season." And I was just sitting there, and I'm like, "Really?" And like, and then Cook was immediately like, "I told her I'm not going." <laughs> like, really? Well, then that's what was like, mouth to feed. So thanks. Yeah, and I was like, "Really?" And he's like, "Yeah." Hunting season? And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, all right. I will never let them live it down. And I will let the rest of the family tell them how fun it it was. And it was such a great time. And that's their loss. But. Well, and it made my decision easy, too, because, like, I essentially get, like, two weeks a year that we. So, like, the first week of December here, we're going to bid for our vacation time for next year. And I'm doing the the eclipse and your wedding and i'm like yeah and i'm like because normally it would be like hunting season anyway and i'm like i don't i'm not like super into hunting so fuck it yeah come to colorado for a week have a great time i'm pretty excited yeah it's gonna be fun plus like the flights to colorado are cheaper in november just because you can't really go skiing so oh yeah the flights are because ski season starts after Thanksgiving. Oh. That's kind of how we landed on November, because we're like, mm, don't necessarily want to get married in February, because Gabriel's birthday's that month. And I'm like, March just, eh, don't really want to get married in yeah. March. And then I didn't want to get married in April, because that's my birthday month. No, and I, I can definitely see that as a good tactic of like, you don't necessarily want one person's birthday that's like right next to your anniversary. And yeah. then it's like, do you get two? Yeah, no, I can see that. I do like, no, that your justification for March was just, eh. Well, I was thinking like with spring break, the tickets yeah. are just outrageous. So I'm like, okay. A lot of our family has to fly to come in. Yeah. And they're not going to want to spend like $500 on a plane ticket. Like, that's just, yeah. it's too much. So March is just like, meh. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's how we landed on November. Yeah, I am killing the wedding game for planning. Nice. I did make my eggnog with like mostly rum in it. So we're going to have a great time. I actually, uh, I measured out a half shot of brandy, two shots of uh, Jack Daniels, and then six shots of eggnog. And um, it's working pretty good. That is the way to go. Well, and my understanding, I'm kind of in... in, uh, Intrigued, I guess, because I've, I believe eggnog was originally devised as an alcoholic drink. Yes. But being a kid, I've only ever had non-alcoholic eggnog. And it always had kind of a strange bite or like tang to it that I wouldn't normally have expected, which I think might be from the eggs somehow. Probably. But I was kind of surprised. Yeah, I was kind of surprised when I added the alcohol to it. I'm like... It kind of smooths out that tang a little bit. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was not expecting that. I'm like, okay, I suppose that's kind of why it's designed to like have alcohol in it because it kind of evens out the 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 flavor profile. Yeah. Um. When it comes to holiday beverages, when I am with Sydney and Tori, what they call a non-saline drink. When, oh. Oh, okay. When they're like, Celine, will you make like if I'm getting eggnog they're like Celine will you get me some but not a Celine 
drink. Like, I want to actually be able to drink this one. No, I, for a second, I wasn't sure, like, is it some kind of weird allergy thing? But I, yeah. No, it's just <laughs> a heavy pour, and they're like, the booze, no. That's also why yeah, that's... I'm not allowed to make jello shots anymore. Ah! Well, to be fair, that's I just them doing it the wrong. recipe, and it wasn't my fault that it came out really boozy. Besides, you're supp- they're supposed to be, like, slippery enough that you just they just go down the hatch. Like, you're not supposed to, like, yeah. chew them up and, like, slurp on them and whatnot. They're supposed to just slide down, and there you go. The I will say, the ones that I had the recipe for, we only, like, half-liked. Oh. Because it was, you had, like strawberry and then one with like sweetened condensed milk in it so it layered like candy canes oh i like the aesthetic of it yeah it's but like you could definitely taste the different layers and you're like "Mm, i'm not sure i love that and i'm like yeah that to be fair that was maybe not the best move but like the strawberry layer was really good everyone's like yeah but it was really boozy and i'm like well i don't know what you want from me i thought you were talking about like the the jello where you like mix whipped cream in with it and then you put like bits of fruit in there and um, uh i've never been a fan of that isn't that like a waldorf salad yeah sometimes they even put like nuts in it yeah and it's just i don't like it with the nuts and it's like a huge no i don't either and it's like a huge midwestern thing which yeah. oddly enough i really remember that being a thing you put marshmallows in it like little mini yeah ones. oh i thought it Oddly enough, I don't so much mind. Oh, well, yeah, no, yeah, the little marshmallows when it's. I don't mind marshmallows in jello, but the weird, like, mouthfeel and flavor palette of, like, the, the whipped cream in the jello plus the marshmallows just. That's true. That is a the, weird just, combination. Yeah, it doesn't work for me. Yeah, and it's the multicolored marshmallows, which. Don't taste any different, but in my mind, especially as a kid, they affected the flavor, and I didn't like it. Not yeah, they're like fruity. Were they different flavored? They weren't different flavors. It's like Fruit Loops, where it's all the same flavor oh, but different colors. Yeah. Right, right, right. So, like, yeah, I'm pretty sure they weren't different. No, flavors. I yeah, I, and they were they were just marshmallows that were colored, and then. I feel like but I need to abs- find out if they had different. Yeah, I'm curious. <laughs> I think it was just that they absorbed the flavor of like the fruit they were next to or the jello flavoring that they were mixed in. Either way, I just I don't know why I always took some. I knew I didn't like it. And it's not even that. It, yeah, it's just it's really about like the mouthfeel. It's uh, I suppose it's kind of like Sammy and mashed potatoes. It, it's just it's not really about the flavor because it's like they how do you different fuck up? flavors. Shut up. Orange, strawberry, lemon, lime. Ew. Oh, sorry. Oh, well, lemon then maybe that's lime. it. Okay. Yeah. Well, then maybe that was it because I hated that. Oh, wow. I feel like it would have been fine just with regular mini marshmallows. Yeah. You don't look no, I can, much I always... flavor in there. No. Oh, God. <laughs> that makes so much more sense now. I, I'm glad you looked that up. That, oh, no. no. Never again. Not a fan. Speaking of things you are also not fans of, should we get started with our topics today? And I mean ghosts, not the hotel itself. Oh, it was like, I was like, I mean, we've been doing this for a number of years now. Or this is, we'll be hitting our second year. Holy shit. No. 
Two years. Woo. Yay. Hooray. Hooray. Well, yeah, and without, without a further ado, welcome, everybody, to Peculiar Pairings. Hello. Hello. Welcome to our show. We're here, and we're not drinking beer, and I don't have another rhyme. But uh, right. we do have we do have a treat, and um, this week it is a pairing of an eggnog-based drink, which is supposed to be uh, Jack Daniels and a thing called Advocat, which uh, I learned is um, called such because it uh, was originally made out of avocados. Oh. But it is a, uh, a sort of Dutch drink. Yeah. I, which I don't know how that would change it because, like, if you imagine eggnog made out of avocados, like, yeah. I, it, yeah. Like, it's like even if you like avocados and guacamole, like, eggnog that is avocado seems like it would be weird. But um, this is, uh, that's more of like a Dutch thing that is made of it, milk eggs and sugar, which is, are the exact ingredients of eggnog. And unfortunately for our listening audience, uh, we couldn't find any of that. Nope. And I did sort of look up a recipe, but I did not leave myself enough time to like mess around with it. So we got eggnog. Yay. Yay. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you put booze in egg. I like eggnog anyways, but you put booze in it and uh, it's even better. And like feel the rum, like warming up my belly. Mm. that's such a holiday feeling (laughs) you like something and you're like i'm feeling warm and fuzzy from the inside yeah Uh, um and our our pairing with that is uh grilled cheese sandwiches i mean technically it's just cheese sandwiches and i'll explain in a moment yeah but i went with um grilled cheese on white bread with uh a slice of munster cheese on one side and then the other side was taco flavored like shredded cheese and it is going better than i thought it would it's uh, it's doing all right i went with a mexican blend cheese because that is what i had at the house Mm. and a uh english muffin i ate that this morning and it was it was delicious it's like um, a nice like as gabriel calls them struggle meals (laughs) we're calling that he calls them that because it's like something that you would totally make in college. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Struggle meals. Like like that cup of noodles yeah. that you just let sit on the radiator because you're so broke. You don't even have like a microwave or anything. And so you just like. I use the Keurig for all my oh, cup of noodles. Because the big size, I have like the old one that just had the three buttons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it. Pours it the perfect amount every time. Just nice. for the cup of noodles. And it does get it really hot. Like, those carrigs, they do good stuff. Oh, yeah, no. It's, like, boiling, so. Yeah. Um, I, and before, before I explain our pairing, uh, what's the topic for this week? We're talking about the Stanley Hotel, finally. Yeah. <laughs> After sure. after many like, weeks, and you're like, are we doing it yet? Are we doing it yet? Are we doing it yet? Uh, like a month and a half. And just like, is it stand? And like, not even. I didn't mean to sound like super eager, but I just for whatever reason that kept sticking in my brain. And I'm like, is the Stanley Hotel next week? Right? No, we're doing the uh, the other thing. And I'm like, okay, so it's the Stanley Hotel next week. And I uh, had intended to finish 
for anyone who's unaware, it is the inspiration for Stephen King's The Shining, the it the kind of is. placement of the Overlook Hotel. And uh, I had been stuck on that book for about two years, and I finally am almost done. I took it up hunting Ooh. with me, and I got through like 120-some pages, and I have about... I think I have like 18 pages left and I just never quite got around to finishing it, but I'm almost there. So it's, it's good enough. You're very close. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason that our pairing is, is such as it is this week is because, um, the sandwich is oddly enough, something I actually looked up like significant foods from the movie and the book. And <clears throat> there isn't really anything that stands out except for like one scene um, I believe early in the movie where um, the mom and Danny have cheese sandwiches and coincidentally, okay. it might be some point in the book, but also coincidentally, uh, for whatever reason, Jack Nicholson apparently hates cheese sandwich, cheese sandwiches. And he didn't specify like the, the articles I found. Yeah. It didn't specify what form they take, because it's like, I can understand a guy not liking just a plain, you know, couple slices of bread and some cheese in the middle, but like a grilled cheese sandwich. How do you not like a grilled cheese sandwich? But um, to to aid in his character's like degradation of his mental state, Stanley Kubrick ordered the like craftspeople to only serve him cheese sandwiches for two weeks straight, leading up to them filming the uh, the climax of the the film, which is like, uh, it's kind of a dick move, but um, he did get the performance that he wanted. Yeah. Yeah, so you can't really argue with the with the results. No. And then the drink, um, the uh, the shot of Jack Daniels and the uh, the concoction known as Advocat is uh, actually f uh, called the Jack Torrance. Oh. And it is from a specific scene where um, Jack goes to one of the first times that he goes to the, the bar and he asks the kind of ghostly bartender for a bourbon. Um, oddly enough, for whatever reason, uh, not sure if this is a mistake or by choice just to kind of show his mental state, but the, uh, the bartender Lloyd serves him Jack Daniels, which is straight Tennessee whiskey. It's not bourbon at all, yeah. which doesn't really affect things, but they're like, that's the actual drink he drinks. It's right there and like straight up in the shot. And later on, a waiter crashes into Jack while he's holding his Jack Daniels and spills Advocat into it. And so from those humble beginnings, the Jack Torrance is born as a cocktail. All right. But yeah, since we don't actually have Advocat, I am calling this the uh, Jack isn't here, Mrs. Torrance, because it's not really Advocat and it's from the movie. Yeah, you guys get it. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, and I was going to say, I actually got those facts from chicagobourbon.org and uh, faroutmagazine.co.uk. Nice. Nice. Yeah, so the Stanley Hotel. Hooray! We made it! We made it. I was very excited about doing this one because I love talking about haunted stuff in Colorado. <laughs> Especially because I, I myself have actually never been to the Stanley Hotel, mm. but it's, you know, one of the more popular places. I've been to Estes mm. Park several times. So I was just going to say that I think what the, the one time I was there earlier this year, I think we drove 
by it like we were at the base of the hill that it kind of sits on yeah and i was just like oh wow that's a cool old hotel and the guys i was with were like yeah that's the stanley hotel and i'm like oh that's neat and even though you and i had been talking about it that yeah. didn't ring in my head it just and they were like, <laughs> like yeah, yeah cool. you know the stan yeah i'm like oh nice and they were like yeah the stanley hotel and i'm like uh-huh cool great Who's stanley yeah and they're like yeah. no it's the it's the hotel from the shining and i was like whoa <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we're coming all the way out here and we're not going to the Stanley Hotel. Yeah. It but, uh, yeah. it is quite the popular destination in Estes Park, like which yeah. is about I want to say Estes is like an hour and a half from Denver because you have to go north and then like mm. west. Okay. And you get to go in like this fun little canyon. It's yeah. I'm used to it being from going from my parents' house on the Western Slope, going, like, three hours to go to Estes oh. Park. And you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> that is something that I learned in the brief time I was there, is that it seems like Coloradoans are really not shaken by a long drive. No. Like, to go... Yeah, because, like, I mean, just about any time someone comes to visit us up here... It's like, if it's more than 45 minutes, we're basically not going to, like, because that's a day trip that, like, we're not going to see the falls or we're not driving all the way over to Stillwater or whatever just to go to, like, the swanky part of the river or it's like, if you're all, if you're staying too far away from the Mall of America, we're not going there. But yeah, I was surprised how many different times when I was staying with those guys that they were like, well, if we want to go to that park, it's two hours. And if we want to go to Estes Park, it's like an hour and 20 and i'm like i mean are we and then they're like also talking about doing things after and i'm like this is just not the the kind of state of mind that i'm usually in plus they yeah. have an electric car so they kind of like they don't have to worry okay, about yeah. Shit. yeah yeah i mean i drive like 45 minutes to get to sydney's at this point in time where i live now it's gonna take oh, okay. me like an hour and a half when i move Ugh. just because i'm in a different area of town yeah. It's like go around stuff, which is yeah. a little annoying, but you know, it's not the worst. Yeah. That kind of reminds me when Zach was living in, um, he lived on like the opposite side of Seattle. And it's like, depending on where you are, you can either go all the way around Puget Sound or you can take the ferry. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if you miss the ferry, you can wait for the next one. And it's usually not that long, but then you have to do the math of like, if you want to drive all the way around to get that same, like, cause it's only like a mile and a half across the water. And they're like, you can drive like 60 miles all the way around the fucking sound. But, um, yeah, you gotta just make those choices. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> I, it's a really pretty drive. It's in, it's like right next to Rocky mountain national park, which is gorgeous. Yeah. And um, you can actually take your car in an area that goes like above tree line, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. My mom took us up there once and she's like, girls, isn't this great? And we're like, sure, because <laughs> uh, that's the thing that I think is very funny when people aren't from Colorado, like every little thing that's like Colorado, they're like, oh, my God, this is amazing. <laughs> and you're like, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's nice you're just, yeah. versus being like, oh, my God, it's so great because you're like, this is like everywhere. Yeah, yeah. 
you you've just been there and you're like yeah i'm used to it yeah it's all good man yeah that was i will say it was pretty cool when we went to estes park we uh we went above like where the like weather systems formed essentially and it happened to be on an like they were like it just happened to be like the rainiest week that it had been in like the entire summer and so it was overcast for like five days straight but uh we were making this climb this long drive up to like the national park place and we suddenly get above the clouds and like the the wind systems and like pressure systems are crashing against the the rock faces and they're kind of churning into clouds and then like going down the mountain mm-hmm. and i'm like it's fucking amazing and both of them are like oh yeah it's pretty cool right and i'm oh, like are you guys not yeah. seeing this yeah yeah yeah, like, well, we did here. <laughs> yeah it was pretty cool yeah it's like i've never seen anything like it it was fucking awesome yeah it's it's like anytime someone's like oh have you been to this place in colorado i'm like no and they're like how could you not have gone there? Like, it looks so cool. And I'm like, because right. there's like 10 other places that look just like it. Like, well, I imagine, too, that it's kind of like like the famous thing of if you're a New Yorker and you've never visited the Statue of Liberty. And yeah. it's like, well, you grow up there. You see it almost every day. You're probably not itching to just get out there all the time. Yeah, it it is kind of like that. You're like, yeah, cool, great. <laughs> Ooh. It's just a normal part of life. And you're like, it's there. I can go whenever I want. I don't need to go now. Yeah. Yeah. I get, that's probably more the mentality is I'm like, I could go whenever. Like, I don't have to go like yeah. right now. Exactly. The Statue of Liberty is still going to be there. Probably. Who knows? You never know. I mean, if I lived in New York, I probably would get the same mentality of like, I should go there someday, but not today. Today is not that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, uh, let's say that is kind of how I feel like with like the Stanley Hotel. I'm like, it'd be cool to go but not right now they did just have all of their they have special stuff in october and it's like all shining themed (laughs) they have like a shining ball which they posted on like um they have an instagram page and they like posted like a whole video for it and i was like okay that's cool people are like in costume dressed up for the theme they also have like a corn maze in front of the hotel in October. Oh, and at night cool. it like becomes a haunted corn maze. Nice. Okay. Very good. Yeah. I I'm like, like I can I can appreciate that. Yeah, that definitely seems like a bucket list thing for me now. Yeah. They also are they're currently prepping for their like Thanksgiving and Christmas season with events. So they have uh-huh. like a Christmas themed like holiday ball and stuff like that. So they've they have a lot going on. So I'm gonna tell you a little bit more about some of that stuff because I thought it was really cool. Um Yeah, let's do it. So the hotel itself was built in 1909. Oh wow. But they recently did renovations. So I think starting in like 2000 they did renovations and they like just finished all of it. Oh holy shit. That's yeah. a long uh, renovation. Wow. They did renovations in 2000 and then did like smaller renovations more recently. Right. Okay. And they also don't let people bring pets to the hotel, which I thought was interesting. Mm. I'm like, okay, they mm. had a little thing that's like, we love pets as much as you do, but we cannot allow you to bring them. 
or sorry. They also have multiple tours for the hotel. You can sign up for Ooh. any of these. They have their historic tour, which just goes over the history, architecture, some of the folklore and like pop culture of the hotel. A pretty like Ooh, basic tour. Yeah. Then they have the Stanley Night Tour, which is like a haunted yes. tour. Excellent. So kind of like in doing any sort of like city tour, they have like the regular walking tour and they're like, and now we have like a nighttime haunted tour. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> they have that. They also have the Ice House Tour, which is part of the Frozen Dead Guy Tour. If you've what ever heard that? of that. No. Actually, it's someone asking me about this recently, and I had to look it up. So there is a man who is cryogenically frozen. Shut up. Yes. His name is Bredo Morstall. Bredo? What? That's a hell of a name. It is quite the name. So this is where the Frozen Dead Guy Festival comes from, is like this guy. And for a while, he was in like a few different places, but he is established permanently in Estes Park, like at the Stanley Hotel. His, like his remains, his frozen body. His cryogenically frozen remains. I was going to say, out of respect for his decision, I suppose I shouldn't necessarily call them remains. I'm assuming he's done this in a bid to, like, live long. Like, at some Probably. point, he wanted to be thawed out or something. That is the assumption. Okay. There's a reason everyone calls him the frozen dead guy, because it is assumed that he is deceased. <laughs> FDG! FDG! Gonna go fucking party with him! Yeah! Yeah, there's a so... whole festival, like, in January... Because, like, at one point it was in Golden, and then it was, like, in some other obscure city and, like, one other place, and then finished in Estes Park. So, I mean, like, is he in a tank? Or, I, I mean, so. can you, like, go... <laughs> can you go see him? I want to hang out with FDG. I'll look up a photo. I'm a little scared. Okay. Yeah, find. there we go. Yeah, it could be. I keep taking too big of bites of my sandwich, and I was like, I wanted to talk about the, the no pets policy, but I was chewing too much. But I do imagine that they have, like, they're trying to keep everything, like, original, like, all the aesthetic of everything, and they're like, look, this is all still from 1909, or at least, like, the 70s, so if you bring frickin' dogs in here, and they piss and shit everywhere, and they start eating, like, crown molding, and well, yeah. not a crown molding, that's on the ceiling. Okay, but... he's in, like, a box, so you don't even, you don't oh. see him, but they have, like, a photo of him. He's just in a box. Well, how do you know it's him then? Well, I mean, I guess that's the mystery of it all. Oh, okay. Okay, you got me, Stanley Hotel. Yeah. Check out the guy in the box. They, yeah, they have a whole festival for it, which it's funny because they have like a coffin run. So people like sit in coffins and they like run with that. Oh, (laughs) that's kind of cool. Yeah. So it was in Netherland, which is just like a small town in a random place in Colorado is where it was, but now it's in Estes Park. But now he's there forever. Yes. So they have a tour where you get to do that and go to the International Cryogenics Museum, which I didn't know there was a museum for it. I wouldn't have guessed. That's interesting. They have what is called the Vault Tour, in which you get a private curated whiskey tasting. Ooh, okay. They're speaking my language now. That's awesome. And I saved the best for last, which, which is the Shining Tour. Yeah, well, okay. I suppose, suppose I could have guessed. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. So, so like, arguably what we're most 
famous for. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of hard. can't not capitalize on that. This tour has a lot of Stephen King centered around it. And they take Wait, you to what? like the caretaker's cottage. So like they take you like all around the hotel. Oh, pretty cool. And you also get to see the axes used in the filming for The Shining. Shut up. Oh, that's kind of fucking cool. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. One of my favorite things that they have at the hotel that I thought was very cool is they have hosted seances. <laughs> Host, hosted by whom? Any celebrities? Dead people? Not any celebrities. Oh. But I believe they have... Yeah. They have an onset exactly. psychic, so I believe it is with her, Madame Vera. Enough. All right, I'm in. That's excellent. I wonder if she's there. Is I don't know if you're looking at a thing that says it. I, I wonder if those are like year round and she's just. I like the idea of them having like a year round on staff, like psychic. I'm pretty sure she is. That's awesome. And they <laughs> currently have an in residence magician. So I think that changes, but that's who they cur- they currently have this magician there. That... I like the it's like a mini Vegas kind of. That's fucking cool. Yeah. They do host like musical guests and stuff, and they that's always changing. Oh. That's badass. So I'm like, like okay, that. they have like a fortune teller, psychic. They have a they do seances. They have a magician. Yeah. They have like music. They like what is yeah. Stanley Hotel? That's pretty badass. I like that. Yeah, they really are. They're their own little, like, economy of entertainment. They're like, hey, yeah, you know, we started just as a hotel in the mountains, but, um... It's so much you know, more. Then Stephen King and Stanley Kubrick happened, and there you go. Yeah. It is, it is quite, quite the place. I, I can't get over it. But, now that we've, we've gone over some of their day-to-day stuff, Oh, right. Yeah, that's just like their current offerings. Yes. That's just stuff that's going on there currently. Yeah. I was going to say, I already want to visit it, like, just to see what they're currently doing. But I forget that, like, we haven't even really talked about the actual history of the hotel yet. No. Which I thought was really cool. So the Estes Valley in itself, so just that area, used Mm -hmm. to be home for wandering Ute and Arapaho tribes. Okay. So for anyone that doesn't know, Colorado is mostly, I want to say we're mostly Ute, Arapaho, and some Cherokee, like on the Eastern Plains. Also, then very much with like the Trail of Tears going through Oklahoma. Uh Uh And we had more Cherokee tribes in the area. But overall, not very inhabited by any sort of like permanent residence. In like the mid to late 1800s. So pretty open area. There's no one like settling and living here. Yeah, I mean, it's isn't it a pretty high elevation? Mm-hmm. Um, Probably not a, a whole lot of people moving through there before like vehicles. Let's see. Oh. So they are at 7,522 feet. Wow. So for Denver, Mile High City... 5,280. And then where I grew up in the mountains was 6,600. But then you go up to Vail and you're at like 8,000. So kind of that mountain town elevation. Okay. So definitely not tons of people living up there. 
Mm-hmm. But then, yeah. in 1872, the Earl of Dunraven visited the area. <laughs> that is an awesome title. It is quite the title. I, I think it's a great title. I don't even care if he made it up. That sounds badass. Yeah. So he stated that the area was a sportsman's paradise. So he's oh, like, really? there's tons of like hunting and fishing. This is where you go to hang out with your bros. You're going <laughs> to like shoot a deer, catch some fish. And originally he wanted to keep the area all to himself. But that's, as the West started yeah. to get settled, he's like, okay, that's kind of not like a realistic idea, but. Oh, you have to have so many dudes like with guns, like protecting it. And there's so much. That is a. Uh, guys. That is the thing I do find really funny. And this is this is my little tangent for the day. When people move to like Colorado, mm-hmm. they have the because Denver and like Boulder are more on like the liberal side of things. Fort Collins sure. is pretty neutral. Colorado Springs is very conservative. And the mountains are a whole different area. <laughs> and is this odd smattering of just like otherness it's like it's like the appalachians of the rockies (laughs) but it's it's very funny to me that people like move here and they're like oh like i'm surprised that so many people like own guns i'm like this is a state of history of like the wild west i'm just gonna say this is where the west was won buddy the west was won First state to have a rodeo, all of that, like. Okay, that I wouldn't have guessed. Yeah. That's incredible. Everyone thinks it's New Mexico, but that is why Colorado hosts the National Western Stock Show. It's oh. because we're the first state to have like an organized rodeo. Fun fact of the day. Jesus. Did you hear that? No. Oh, I'm sorry. That's scary. I have my windows open because it's relatively warm. Okay. And I was, my my bedroom door slammed. Oh, because of the airflow? Yeah. Oh, fuck. So you were talking. I don't know. And for a second. It's a ghost. I'm I'm cursed. I'm haunted. Well, it was like right when I was leaning back. So for a second, I thought it was like my chair breaking or something. Oh, but then it was. Christ, that scared the shit out of me. Well, and like, I, I tend to do that in the summer. But I usually prop the door open with something. Oh, but okay, I, yeah. I hadn't been doing that recently because it was cold. So I forgot to <laughs> I forgot to prop it closed. Yeah. Oh, that scared the shit out of me for a second. So, okay. Yeah, Sorry. it's um it's funny to me because like where I grew up, like you just assume that like everybody has a gun. That's just uh, because you're living in a more rural area that like most people yeah. I know back home go hunting. A lot of people have like ranches and livestock they have to protect. So it's like, yeah, it makes sense. They're straight up, they're straight up cowboys. Yeah. So I do think it's funny that he's like, oh, it's a sportsman's paradise, like coming from the East Coast. I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. That like makes sense from going from something more like New York City to. Right. Unsettled Colorado, yeah. I do also like the idea that um, back then the term of a sportsman is someone with a gun who's going out to kill things. <laughs> yeah. Let's go for sport, gentlemen. Onward! 
to slaughter. <laughs> but it's like nowadays we primarily think of sports as like football and soccer and yeah, all not that. the like, like outdoors yeah. sportsmen of like Bass Pro Shop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which I mean, yeah, they do still call them like like outdoors like sports sportsman gear, yeah. but. I don't think anyone this day and age really refers yeah. to that as sport. No, no, they don't. The buffalo gentlemen, they're ours. They're ours for the taking. Yes, for the taking. Grab your muskets and knives, I suppose. I, I mean, I would assume knives of some sort. Yeah, oh, yeah, that, yeah, they got knives and shit. Yeah, so the sport. I I find it funny that people are like. So many people out here have guns, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the mountains, pal. Yeah, like even even in a relatively short time, like you guys are still the invaders. Like those mountain folk were here long before <laughs> and will be here long after. Well, it's like goddamn city folk. My coworkers at one of my previous jobs are like, yeah, Celine's gonna retire have, like, a cabin in the woods, and she's gonna be, like, sitting on her porch, like, with a loaded shotgun, and I'm like, who do you think I am? And they're like, well, you're just, like, a mountain person, and I'm like, that's fair. That's, <laughs> that's fair. fair. I feel like I can't really argue with that. Yeah. If, if that, that is, is the life you've envisioned for me, I feel like that's actually not that far off. <laughs> yeah. I, I, that is kind of my dream. I want to have a cabin, out in like some valley with a little creek running through it, about yeah, 20 30 miles away from anybody else. And I'm just gonna get up in the morning and sit my coffee and uh grab my shotgun and just wait for passers by. Yeah, so the hotel originated in 1903, which is when an investor, like a la- real estate land investor, Freeland Oscar Stanley, arrived in the <laughs> Estes Valley. Stanley, why do I recognize that name? I mean, I wonder. I wonder. So he it's, could you could you say his name one more time? Freelin Oscar Stanley. Freelin, these names, holy shit! I know. But, uh, trying to remember the first guy again. The Earl of Freeland. Dunraven. The Earl of Dunraven. And then Freelin oh, Oscar. Incredible. And r- real quick, what was the frozen guy's name? Bittle. Bretto. Oh, Brett. Bretto. Bretto Morstel. Bretto Morstel. Jesus. All right. We got our cast of characters. I promise the only other name we have is like easier. Okay. But actually, I'm kind of disappointed. I want more. I wanted more of those. Freelin and his (laughs) wife, Flora. Oh, Freelin and Flora. Freelin and Flora. They came to Colorado due to consumption. Oh, no. Yes, Freeland had TV. Oh, and, oh. yeah, and oh, and I, that was like the age where they're like, only thing's gonna fix that is fresh mountain air. Yeah, you got to get yourselves to Colorado. Yeah, which actually worked. No shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought that was just a straight up like bullshit kind of thing that no, they it, thought it worked. Actually, but... worked. It wasn't. Oh. It wasn't a tried and true like it works every time method, but it. Right. It worked for the most part, okay. especially well, once good. you start to get up in like the higher elevation. It works because you're not having oh, as yeah. much moisture in the air and that humidity. So it kind of just oh. helps like dry everything out in your lungs. 
I'll be damned. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I always thought that was just a kind of snake oil thing. They would just build no, like it... sanatoriums or some shit to cheat people out of money, essentially. I mean, in the East Coast, yeah, because <laughs> that wasn't helping you. But like actually <laughs> coming out here actually worked. And for oh, him, he well, returned every summer because it actually helped his condition. Well, good. Well, if I ever uh, if I ever get TB, I know where to go. Yeah. Well, they can actually give you a cure for it now. I, know, I was going to say, I mean, I'm assuming now we have uh, there's yes. a there's a reason you don't hear a lot about cases in the U.S. Well, people still die from it in the U.S. That's a whole oh, I know. Story. I'm just saying it's. Oh, I bet. I mean, I mean, like, it's not quite the. Uh, oh, the yeah, no, it's not. It it's not what was. it used to be. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. Fuck you, TB. <laughs> yeah. So for the most part, the only problem with Freeland and Flora is that they're other than the TV things in life. Oh, so coming out here was roughing it. It was really roughing it (laughs) from, you know, what they were used to of the socialite upper class sophistication on the East Coast coming out here to nothing was rough so in a weird way it's kind of the same thing as people who go to colorado now where they're like i didn't think there were gonna be so many people with guns and shit and they they come out from the east coast and they're like my god it's just nothing but wilderness for miles and also that strange man with his is that a musket oh shit get out of here we've got to go just the roads then you know you're not on private land yeah, good, that yeah, is good what call. gets you shot. Unfortunately, well, that's true. You never know whose land you're on. That's why you stick to the yeah. roads. Yeah, uh, real enough. Uh, I mean, I tend to go on a lot of asides, but I watched a little TikTok thing the other day about apparently uh, some British people are flabbergasted by the fact that um, we don't walk on people's farmland. Apparently, that's a thing that they do, like when they go for what. And it's like, yeah, of course we don't. That's their property. And, like, part of me was, like, we just have such a strong sense of, like, this is mine, not yours, get the fuck out of here. But I forgot, like, we just have so much goddamn land and parks and just open space that, like, we don't need to walk on people's farm. And, yeah, I forgot, I'm like, they're such an old country and they're all kind of packed together still that they, that's kind of the only just open space that they have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Being on someone's farm out here is when things so, yeah, get a little dicey. Yeah. Usually there's a warning yeah. to, depending on what right. area you're in. Sometimes it's a verbal oh, warning yeah. and sometimes it's a warning shot. Yeah, well, and I was just going to say like up where we hunt, um, there's a lot of just wide open land that a lot of people own and they are diligent about not necessarily fencing it, but you will see like every half mile or so there's, Oh yeah, there's a sign. And a lot of them say you will be shot and they fucking mean it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Enter at your own risk. Mess around with that here. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Go to a park. Yeah. 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 Stay on the roads and go to a park. Yeah. So in upkeeping with their lifestyle, they decided they were going to, rectify this grand hotel which 
Initially, it was not supposed to be a hotel. It was just like their estate. Okay, okay. That's what I was, was like. So you move all the way out of here to the essentially like one of the toppest tippy top parts of the world, or at least in the country. And you just decide I'm going to build a giant hotel. Look at all the people who are just clamoring to get here. No, nope, it was an over 100 room house initially. Good God. And 100. the Stanley officially opened their doors in 1909. So they hosted parties. They had like people coming and okay. stay with them. But it was very much like that was their home. Wow. It's a hundred over a hundred rooms. Yeah. Huge. Huge. <laughs> Huge. And then in 1930, Freeland sold the buildings to a corporation who then turned it into a hotel. Okay. And in his honor, referred to it still to this day as Stanley. As Stanley. Yeah. Yeah. And that's impressive though that he had it that long, yeah. over 20 years. Oh yeah. And then nice. I'm I'm assuming it was just, you know, like in old age that the kids are out of the house. You know, yeah. our hundreds of kids are out of the house. Our hundred we're children downsize. Right. We're empty nesters now, so we're gonna we're gonna downsize. Yeah. So then when people first arrived at the Stanley, they were amazed to find that it was very comparable to a lot of the hotels back east. Oh, right. Because Because that's where they were from. Like, they were used to that level of, uh, uh, what you, that lifestyle, the kind of finer things. And so they're like, well, we're going to fill our house with East Coast fineries. Yeah. So a lot of people would come to the mountains and they're like, Oh, this is going to be like some rugged homestead out west backwoods, something or other. And then they're like, <laughs> this building has electricity. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, although, wow. Yeah, actually, I suppose, especially all the way up in the mountains, a giant building like that. Yeah, that would be kind of a surprise. Yeah. So Good Lord. in building the Stanley Hotel, they helped Estes Park develop because they brought in electricity Mm. waterworks they built a power plant in the area and started civic organizations which then helped the town become like an established municipality in 1917 oh so before it became a hotel Mm -hmm. that was just wow just in that guy must have been rich yeah (laughs) the type of money you have to be like, so, oh, yeah, he, yeah, so we're going to, like, bring in all this stuff, or, like, we want this, so, like, the town's going to have to, like, do X, Y, and Z. We have people, right. we know it's, people who can do that. Yeah, so, the uh, I, I, yeah, like, I just kind of grasped the full scope of what he was actually capable of and what he did, because yeah. they come out to the kind of middle-of-nowhere mountains, and he's like, well, we would love to have a home here, but... Honey, we're going to need neighbors. Let's just build a town. Basically. Are any of you Yeah, are any of you familiar with electricity? It's this new thing. We're gonna build a power plant. It's gonna look scary, but don't worry, it's cool as shit. Yeah. You're gonna love it. Wow. That's inc- that's I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah. I, I figured once the hotel was opened, then all these things kind of sprouted nope. up. But all, damn. All, all came in right at the beginning with them building the house because they wanted to basically have 
this piece of the East Coast, like in Colorado. Yeah. All right. Nice. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, you're bringing that stuff and establishing it here. Like, I'm for it. <laughs> That's impressive. Why not? So then by the 1970s, the grand grandeur of the hotel had faded. Oh. And that was due to, like, lack of care and investments. Oh, yeah. And this is when Stephen King comes into the picture. Oh, shit. And he had a singular night stay at the Stanley Hotel. So he was there for one night. And he was in room 217. Yeah. You know, after finishing the book, almost finishing... Uh, if you'd have given me one guess, that's what I would have assumed. <laughs> that's the room. That there's a lot of focal point yeah. shit that happens around that particular room. So from what I understand, in staying in this room, he didn't necessarily have any sort of paranormal experience, but he mm-hmm. had a very shocking, terrifying dream in which okay. his son is being chased by a fire hose that then turned into a snake and, like, devoured him. That's in the book! That makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, I shouldn't be shocked. That's pretty cool. Had this, like, nightmarish dream, woke up in a cold sweat, and was like, I have inspiration for a book. Yes. And it is also believed that the on-site pet cemetery is what later inspired oh. Pet Cemetery. <laughs> a little on the nose, Mr. King. A little bit. Right. <laughs> There's a pet cemetery there. I know. Yeah. I can get two books out of this experience. Well, I mean, might as well. Yeah. And Double up. with that brought in renewed interest to the Stanley Hotel. And it has now been wow. restored to its former glory. Oh, that's so he saved the Stanley he Hotel. Wow. He saved the Stanley, which uh, that's like really the, cool. That is really cool. Yeah, truly the honor of a king. Yes. And then this is where the fun part begins, because everyone talks oh, okay. about how haunted the Stanley Hotel is. Honestly, I'm already having fun and I forgot. That, like, no, we haven't even probably... talked about the ghost yet. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, excellent. And the age-old question is, is it haunted? If you ask any members of the staff, they won't tell you, like, oh, yeah, it's haunted. They will more than likely tell you that it is up to you to make your own opinion. (laughs) They let guests make up their own mind about whether the hotel is haunted or not, which... I feel like kind of makes it like an is it, is it not? Like, we're never going to tell you our secret. I can't help feeling like that's sort of a management thing. Like, look, we're not going to, we're not going to like nail this down on any particular thing. Yeah. You just play coy. And if anyone asks you about it, like, well, it could be, I don't know, maybe. Well, because then I feel like if someone comes and then they don't have like this haunted experience and they're like, well, I want my money back. And they're like, well, we didn't say it was haunted. Yeah. The ghosts in room 217 don't just come out all the time, bro. They're on. The, they have a clock, too. They punch in, they punch out. Yeah. So they're not always on. But right? they definitely don't shy away from it being one of considered one of the most haunted 
hotels at one of the most haunted right. places in Colorado, possibly the country. Yeah, no, and I I think that's a brilliant strategy. The oh, idea yeah. of like, well, yeah, I guess it's you'll have to come stay and see for yourself. Exactly. Whereas, yeah, there are definitely places that like quite overtly flaunt the idea of like we have this ghost and his name is Timothy and he rolls this ball. Like once you get too specific, then people, like you were saying, like people are just going to be disappointed. Yeah. Like you promised us a ghost experience. And they're like, eh, yeah, no. they neither confirm nor deny, but they definitely have had a lot of major ghost hunting shows want to come and investigate the hotel. Sack, bag and sack, bag and sack, bag and sack, bag and sack. I just say the only one I could find was that ghost hunters visited. <laughs> I thought I was very choosy about whether or not they oh. have someone investigate because okay. there are certain rooms and places they would have to shut down for filming. And in doing so, they yeah. would take away from like, oh, we could have someone staying there for like $500 a night. Hold up. Oh, wait. What do you, do you have any specifics on what they have to shut down? Um, so. It would be, like, various rooms. So, like, room 217 is one of their most haunted rooms, along with room 428. Which, I know for sure, they'd have to probably shut down those two rooms. Just not having tons of random people, like, in the lobby and stuff like that. They would have to shut down, like, areas of the hotel. (laughs) I was thinking, I thought they were like hiding secrets. No, it's, I think it's, okay. It's logistical. Just a logistical, like if we have to shut down like a whole wing of the hotel, like that's a nightmare for us. And two, like that's a ton of money. Like we're potentially losing out on. Right. No, and and it's a financial nightmare. Yeah. I was going to say like, and when you're, I I believe hotels tend to have pretty tight margins. Yeah. So when you're talking about, like, shutting down a bunch of stuff like that, I definitely, I can see how you're like, well, look, we know Zach Baggins can pay. So, yeah, he can go. Yeah. You don't just want every, like, ghost, like, pissant ghost hunter from everywhere coming out. Okay. Yeah. As far as I know, only Ghost Hunters has been there, but I could be wrong on that. And that, like, there's a good chance Zach Baggins has been there as well as, like, one or two other people. But... Okay. For the most part, like they do encourage guests to do like their own like investigating at the hotel. <laughs> I like that. Okay. They are not like shutting down the hotel for people to conduct an investigation for the most part. Right. Yeah. Don't bother other guests. Don't yeah. sneak into the kitchen and shit. But yeah, if you wanna you wanna come down, do a little podcasting or something yeah. and walk around with a boom mic and a and then EM, EMF reader or whatever. They're <laughs> like, yeah, go knock yourself the yeah. fuck out. They have posters on how to capture images of specters with your iPhone. So that's awesome. It's like taking <laughs> like photos that. and stuff and doing all of that. But they're like, yeah, maybe don't like harass other guests that are here. Right, right. Exactly. I do respect a business or or even like like especially like a public works sort of organization that leans into that. Well, like the Denver airport when they were yeah. leaning into the idea of being the home of the Illuminati. Yeah. Like, well, well done. Good on you. They actually returned like one of the gargoyles to his former spot at the baggage claim. Oh, did they? 
<laughs> that was like a big thing. It made the news for like a week. The the only thing that I really knew before you had told me about all that stuff was I had seen clips of like the actual interactive like talking gargoyle. Yeah, that's the gargoyles. And, uh, oh well, right. But it, didn't they have multiple ones? And yeah. do they go back to like the talking guy? Yeah. So his his name is Greg. Oh, <laughs> they put Greg back in his home. Yeah, so yeah, now yeah, he's yeah. like back back in his spot. Well, okay, but I, I do need to be clear about this. You mean like? he's back in his spot or there's someone actually actively working him again. I don't know. I didn't check it out when we were there. Okay. Cause I forgot. Oh, I see what you mean. But, um, because they were doing renovations in that area specifically, they removed Greg. Okay. I believe he is back and there is someone voicing Greg. Good. Yeah. Cause that, I really liked that whole idea. Yeah. I don't this. think there is someone there all the time. I think it's just during like peak right. hours, like nine to five type okay. thing. <laughs> I, uh, and uh, cause I had heard from somewhere that like they, enough people kind of got freaked out by it that they shut him down. But I, I like, I hope, yeah, I hope he's doing well and that they're oh. carrying on. Cause I personally thought that was brilliant. I loved it. That would certainly make yeah, that would certainly make me more interested in going to the airport. That's great. Yeah, and that's that's the thing I love about the Stanley Hotel is they're like, oh yeah, we have like a haunted corn maze and like we do this and we have like a shining ball yeah. and. I do. I'm. I gotta be honest. I do like the idea of a shining ball. That's fucking cool. Yeah, I'll have to see if I can find the video and share it on like our Instagram <laughs> story because I was like, oh, that's yes. cool. If it's anywhere near like. The early part of November next year, we should check it out. Oh yeah, that sounds awesome. Yes. Um, so one of the biggest ghosts people see is a lot of people say they see Flora Stanley on the fourth floor, like in the hallway. Oh yeah, his yeah his uh, his wife. Yeah. Which is funny because it used to be like an attic for a while. Oh. So I'm like. That's interesting that she would be on like the fourth floor because <laughs> it was maybe an attic when she there. lived there. Right. But maybe she got trapped in the attic and she like froze to death or something. And then they renovated it and she's just like standing in the middle of the hallway and she's like, I don't know what to do. I think it's I'm just because she lived there and that was like her home. All right. If you want to simplify, <laughs> she's just like, well, when I was alive, this wasn't here. So I just think it's cool. Maybe. You know, there's like a whole nother level now. Yeah. Do we have a pool? I want to go swimming. <laughs> so one of the biggest hot spots is what they call the vortex. Ooh. And this spot in the hotel is where the lobby connects to the second floor. So like that staircase. Oh, They're like okay. main staircase. Right. And it's that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's got a lot of attention from various mediums that have visited and most of them have described it as a tunnel or like a highway for spirits to like pass through that just makes me think of a lot of like spectral teslas just like self-driving through the like oh, my like, fucking way arrived. yeah these fucking mediums are just standing in the middle of it trying to get to my next part of my afterlife you son of a bitch get out of here yeah. And some people who are not medians have experience, like, that sort of, like, uneasy 
feelings and like uh, energy it's such a, around the yeah, space. It's such a powerful it's such a powerful nexus of like ghostly happenings that even the the non-sensitive are like affected by it. I like that. Yeah. It's powerful. Which leads me to the first photo I'm going to show you for today. Oh, yay. So this is one of their most compelling photographs of paranormal activity. Okay. So it's on the staircase in oh, which... Yeah, the, uh, there we go. Okay, watch. All right, I'm in. Ooh! So there is a little girl at the bottom of this photo walking up the last stair onto, like, the landing. And you can see there's, like, people in the area, and you can see them, like, moving. Mm -hmm. But she has a very different, like, aura and blur to her. And everyone that was in this photo Mm -hmm. and the people that took the photo can attest that there was nobody there when they took the photo. There was no little girl standing on the stairs. It was empty. And... This photo is so famous that it caught national news attention. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and you can see that in like, sections here, space. like right here, like she's see through on like the left side on like the shoulder. Yeah. And then like on the right side, like where her right leg would be, like isn't there. Mm-hmm. But then like, the bottom, you can see like where her, like the bottom part of like her nightgown or dress would be. Yeah, and you can even see it like looks like she's wearing slippers. Yeah. Yeah. That is pretty creepy. Yeah. It is very creepy. So like this whole group here was like a group of people like all meeting together. Yeah, like yeah, it's not like a ghost tour. They're just like, let's meet on the landing by the big window. Yeah. So it'd be like if our family like met together and was like, hey, we're all gonna like yeah. go to dinner in town. <clears throat> and we like met. That's like what they're doing. But Celine, who took the picture? I think someone trying to get like a group photo and like failing oh, yeah. a little <laughs> bit because they another... do not have like everyone's attention. No, I was going to say. Yeah, they're like, hey, everybody. Hey, guys up here. Huh? Huh? <laughs> Freaking people. It's so hard to get. Are they like, photo. oh, we're gonna get like a candid group photo, haha? And then like, I was just what they got, that. and they're like, oh, Ugh, what is well. that? She was not there. Like, who's whose fucking kid is like running up <laughs> the stairs? And they're like, yeah, nobody's kid. That they aren't even there. Yeah, we didn't see a little girl. So well, and I will say this too. Even if like if you're trying to make an argument that she's just blurring it like the way that she's standing does not lend itself to the idea of her running up the stair. It looks like she's standing perfectly still. Yeah. Well, cause and you can see like blur. on the other stair, like going down to the landing, there's like a kid running right at the end. Right. And the blur yeah. is different. Mm-hmm. And there's someone like swishing a coat yeah. and stuff. And it, yeah, it's pretty cool. Looking. Yeah. And like, Oh, that's like a, quite the photo. Yeah. And then I did have sorry not to interrupt. I did have one uh, coworker years ago yeah. who went to like some kind of. Gosh, I, know, I think they might have gone to some place in South Dakota, but it was like a classic old style saloon hotel thing. And they have this one? little. 
I don't think so. Because okay. I, I feel like that I would have remembered. But something like that, like it was kind of an old West town. It, okay. it might have been. Um, but it was, yeah, it was this old classic style thing. And they had their own little ghost tour. And they went on it and she was talking about all the things that people saw and and orbs and whatnot. But she had this one picture where she's like, well, I captured an actual ghost. And she was so proud of herself and she gathered all the rest of us around and she showed us. And I'm like, but where's the ghost? She's like, right there. in the. It's right there. You can't see it. And I'm like, I mean, I see you holding a camera. And she's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, well, I mean, I, maybe I'm missing something, but that looks like a mirror. <laughs> and she's like, what? Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And then I felt like an asshole because I'm like, I'm not trying to make you look like, yeah, like a uh... piece of shit, but I'm like, that's that's you in the mirror, right? And she's like, oh. And to her credit, like, it was an old kind of, like, splotchy sort of thing. Okay, so yeah. I'm sure while she was taking the picture, she was just looking at these kind of cool sort of rusty designs on it. Versus but then my looking... reflection is going to show up. Yeah, I don't even think she was necessarily thinking about her reflection. She Because it had kind of these old, like, rust sort of... I'm not sure what it necessarily was. Yeah, those, was, like, but it, splotches. It was just kind of... Yeah, exactly. And so I'm assuming that, you know, later she's just going through her photos and the way the flash kind of like bleeds it out, it sort of just looks like the image of a person. And yeah. she's like, it's a ghost. And I'm like, um, oh, I'm sorry. It's it's just your reflection. Yeah. And yeah, to again, to her credit, she didn't try to like twist it or it anything. She was just like, oh. anybody. Right, right, and and she immediately was like, "Oh, oh yeah, yeah, no, that's that's me." Oh. <laughs> like, yeah, she like, so I felt like though. an asshole. She was so excited. <laughs> I felt, yeah, because then again, I also wasn't trying to like destroy her vision of it. I was just, yeah, I was just trying to see what she saw. It's like, oh yeah, that's me, and I felt like such an asshole. That's okay. But um, I mean, it was a cool picture either yeah. way. Yeah, and then. One of the next haunted places is the concert hall. Yeah. Ooh, classic. Which people call the activity that happens there strange late night concerts. <laughs> well, I mean, what else are you going to get in a concert yeah. hall? Why would ghosts be cavorting around a concert hall if not to, uh, you know, put on a show? It's, it, now, just to clarify, like when you say concert hall, not like a ballroom, but like 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 with stadium seating and like a stage. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, and... I wouldn't have guessed that they had that. That's awesome. There is... The thing that people hear is the Steinway Grand Piano playing mm. by itself. That is creepy. Which is... I'm going to show you a photo of this piano, because it is a beautiful piano. I was going to say, it's hard to... It's hard to mistake... Oh, yeah. That would be creepy. Yeah. It is... And it plays Moonlight Sonata. old piano. So. That's awesome. Yes. It's a grand piano. It's big. <clears throat> it is indeed grand. And a lot of people think that it is Flora playing the oh. piano for her guests to make sure that they are still entertained. I also do like the idea of, of ghosts that are not only like not vicious or malicious, but are still trying to entertain the guests when they're like, Oh, well, honey, we have more people coming. Yeah. All right. I'm going to stretch out my fingers and it's time to tickle the ivories. 
And then every week, he's always like, honey, look, I appreciate that you want, you know, the legacy of the Stanley to continue. Why do you do it at two in the morning? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. She's like, well, when everyone else is asleep, that's when I have the most ghostly power. Everyone's dreaming. Yeah. Or just, yeah. I like that better. Well, that's when I want to. Yeah, but honey, everyone's asleep. And that's then they get complaints to. in the front of Yes. Fuck you, Fe- what was his name again? Freeland? Freeland. Freeland. Fuck you, Freeland. I'm gonna play. Uh, it has been noted right. that this has been happening for years, but since the renovation in 2000, it has greatly increased in the amount of activity. <laughs> well, now I just love the idea that she's just so upset by, like, all the construction and all the other people. She's like, well, the only way I know how to battle this is through song. And she just starts... Yeah, she used to play Ode to Joy. Now she plays Fuck You by Beethoven. <laughs> now she plays Carolise, the original Fuck You song. Oh, yeah. Have, okay. have you yeah, not seen that? <laughs> no, I have no idea what you're talking about. So, quick little history for everyone. Carolise sure. was... It's called For Elise. That was not her actual name. Oh. Um, okay. I want to say her name was like Helen or something. Yeah. So Beethoven was in love with one of his students. And she was really bad at playing the piano. So we made the beginning part easy enough that even she could play it. And then he found out she was engaged and was upset about it. So then he made the second half ridiculously hard so that she could never play the song. You know, I feel like I should have heard that, but I never have before. <laughs> that is fantastic. He was a, uh, he was feisty. He was feisty. He was feisty. <laughs> so I like to think that if any ghost is playing a piano at two in the morning, they're playing Fairlease because yeah. they're just like, you know what? Because I can. <laughs> That's yeah. Why. Well, and. And be- before the construction, it seemed less common or like less uh, frequent. Yeah. But she was really just playing the first part of Fear Elise. And, and she's playing the, the second half with all of the crazy exactly. A's, as I always yeah, call yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> and just double speed and everything. Oh. Yeah. She's so upset. So, outside of the concert hall, our next haunted destination is the fourth floor. Woo. Oh, the old the uh, old attic. Yes, which is one of okay. the most active floors on the hotel. Wow. And in the early days, it was just an attic where they used it for storage during the winter months. Mm-hmm. But as the hotel was later built up, it then became the first in-house lodging for female employees and their children. Oh, okay, cool. So they didn't even really do it to like make more money they were just like it's easier and more efficient for us to have people on site yeah. so we'll just make a new floor where they can stay that's pretty cool yeah and those rooms are actually now suites because they had to have you know like a living room and some of that stuff right right because yeah they would naturally be bigger because they're like holding a whole family long term yeah so okay like yeah a couple for a night 
Right, right. You get the you get the nicest rooms in the hotel. Yes. So a lot of people. But you're also essentially asleep. A lot of people hear children running through the hallways, laughing and playing late at night. Oh yeah, that's creepy. Children ghosts are always the creepiest, and I stand by that statement. I I don't think anyone's going to argue. <laughs> that is terrifying. It, it it creeps me out, but like, anytime there's like a okay, horror movie and there's like a little kid giggling, yeah. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> Ew. Uh, no, mm, no thing. Yeah, that would Ew. be my reaction if I heard that in the middle of the night. Oh no, thank you. No. <laughs> no, no. No, just slam the 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 bedroom door closed, and the, the ghost is outside, just like, hey, I, I'm supposed to be scaring you. No, not tonight. Can I use your telegraph? <laughs> Nice callback. <laughs> Can I use your telegraph? Nope. 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 No telegraph here. Door we don't use that service. The... Yeah. Are you okay with doors, Ghost? Can you do doors? I'm terrible with doors. That's why I haven't entered yet. Okay, good. Then, no. Nope. Right. Just leaving that. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Fuck off. People do see the doors open and close on their own, so they are not afraid of the doors. Yes. Unfortunately. <laughs> They're like raptors. <laughs> It's kind of like Jurassic Park. They're like, oh, yeah. shit. Uh, people will have items go missing, and then they later reappear in a different area. Well, that's just the hotel staff. Yeah. Just fucking with them. I would do like, that if I was I'm like a housekeeper. Pay. I'd be like, oh my I'm going to move this abs- over here. You will never find mm-hmm. it. Or even, yeah, even just like cell phone into the drawer. And then just like wait until they find that. And like kitchen, so like so bar, good. I just move like the plant from one side like to the other. Exactly. And be like, Ooh. and then I would, yeah, and then I would laugh maniacally with my like, oh. wonderful deviousness, and then be so disappointed when they don't even notice. They're like, but I moved it over there. Move everything like three inches to the left. Exactly. <laughs> Just little things. Oh, they're going to be so inconvenienced. Yeah, they're going to expect to have just the right amount of clearance, but they're going to stub their pinky toe. <laughs> yep. That's, I mean, that's what I would do. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'd totally fuck with them. I mean, like, having that kind of reputation in your hotel kind of gives you, like, a full license to just fuck with guests. Oh, yeah. Just a little bit. In, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just a little bit. You know, nothing illegal, nothing like super invasive. Yeah. Yeah, just, just, I like, do like the idea of just all the furniture in one particular room, just like an inch and a half to one side. Yeah. And then uh, room 428 is one of the more active rooms, and it's the most active on the fourth floor. Oh. Yeah. A lot of people report hearing heavy footprints across the room, which... Hmm. I will say, as a kid, at one point, just from hearing, like, air and stuff moving in the house, and I think part of this was yeah. also, like, our in-floor heat, which my dad did because oh. he was a plumber. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> money because nice. my dad was a plumber and was like, yeah, yeah you need this in your house. So, like, nice. you'd hear stuff, like, move, and it sounds like someone's walking across the floor. And I yeah. told him that. I'm like, Dad, there's someone walking across the floor in my room. And he's like, no, that's the in-floor heat. That's <laughs> like, oh. When I, when I was really little, um, if, if you remember, like, my how my dad's house is kind of set up right when you walk up the yeah. stairs. You go 
immediately into that little hallway. That first room is where Zach and I like first had our bedroom. Yeah. And we had our two little beds in there and stuff. And when we were really, really little, um, like in the late spring when it was still cool enough, we would sleep with the windows open. And <clears throat> if it had been raining, um, dad was good enough to design the eaves so that like you could have the windows open and it wouldn't, unless it is like sideways horizontal winds, it won't be able to blow rain into the window. But um, if it was just the perfect volume of rain as it dripped off of the roof, it would sound like someone was walking just outside your 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 window because that window is also right at ground level. Yeah. And so if it was and if it like was streaming down the roof at just the right time, it would sound like someone was walking back and forth because yeah. they would drop at like, just, oh, and I still have very occasionally, not necessarily nightmares, but I have dreams of that still where it sounds like someone is outside my window yeah. and I hate it. Yeah. Ugh. And then as we discussed, the furniture does get rearranged regularly. But this happens when people are asleep in the room. So like, you wake up and the room orientation's like different. I was still thinking of like the, the staff doing it. I see. Yeah, yeah. Like the, yeah. Like ghosts are doing it essentially. Yeah. Like they wake up and uh, that's fine. Unless people are like rearranging furniture as like sleepwalking. Yeah. But I don't know. I was half expecting you to just say like, as you know, proper procedure as as you know staff protocol and i'm like what yeah, they're not supposed to go in there when you're sleeping <laughs> so right right yeah that would be pretty weird yeah people have seen the ghost of a cowboy who will stand at the end of the bed and watch you sleep oh and that scares my. people because they wake up and he's right yeah. there no yeah you got me with yeah. that like it's one thing if you're walking down the hall and he's all like yeah, yeah no if when I there's one and... standing there watching you sleep <laughs> yeah, no thanks. That, yeah. God. That's fine. Which up. reminds me of a story I'm going to have to tell you later. <laughs> um, that honestly even just kind of creeps me out. Like, I've watched movies with my mom where, like, it's kind of like a Hallmark movie, and the parent is, like, standing in the doorway of their kids as they're, like, sleeping. And you see the silhouette of, like, the parent, and it it's just kind of creeps me out. It is kind of, but then like it's supposed to be a sweet moment because she's standing there and she's like, "Oh, my kids." I yeah, always, and I look at them. Always felt so creepy doing that when I was babysitting, just to like, because I do it to like check on the kids to be like, "Okay, like, did they actually mm -hmm. fall asleep?" <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. that. As a kid, was like, "I'm pretending I'm sleeping, but I'm like playing quietly on the floor." Guys, <laughs> <laughs> nice. so I like yeah. would check and be like. Okay, they're asleep, and I'm like, I feel so creepy doing it. Yeah, it feels no, I, I'm being creepy, but I know I'm not. Yeah, because you want to make sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. Anytime that like a scene would, like that would come up, I'd kind of look at my mom and I'm like, do parents really do that? Because it feels fucked up. And she's like, oh yeah. And I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah. Just she's just so cute when you're asleep, and I'm like. At least, like, Celine, yours was, like, you need, you're checking on them and, like, making sure, like, you're actually asleep. I'm like, Mom, when you say it like that, it's even creepier. Just like, oh, you're, oh, you're so, so cute, cute when, when you're, you're asleep and you're, like, eh. When you're, yeah, when you're laying there helpless at your most vulnerable. Like, what? Oh, my God. Kids are one thing. A cowboy you don't know is another. Yeah, I don't. I, you know, I think in that instance, I would take kid over cowboy. Yes. 
I feel like cowboy would feel more imposing. Whereas even if it's like a creepy ghostly child, I feel like I could still take them. So yeah. like, even though they're a supernatural entity. Yeah. There are no reports of a cowboy dying on or near the property. Oh. But locals believe it is the ghost of James Nugent, who locals called Rocky Mountain Jim. <laughs> And he that had, that needs to be like a whiskey or a bourbon. Rocky or Mountain Gym. Oh yeah. yeah a, or rock or a gin. Rocky Mountain Gym. There you go. Mm -hmm. All right. Patent pending. He Trade he me. was a local mountain explorer and responsible for helping to establish most of Estes Park. So. Oh uh, yeah. Kind okay. I by that. Then he he in his afterlife he uh, sticks to the nicest part of the town. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, why wouldn't you want to stay in a nice East Coast-level hotel yeah. for the rest of your life? Uh, this ghost does <laughs> gravitate towards people. women, and he will oh. kiss them in the middle of the night. Oh, okay. So that's the part I'm not okay I... with. Yeah. that You were cute for a second there, Mr. Jim, but... Uh... Yeah, the, the late-night non-consensual kiss I'm not about. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. I would almost have sympathy for him if he were the only ghost, because I can imagine living out your afterlife without anyone else to have any kind of intimate contact with would be. Uh, It'd be a little uh, lonely. Awful. We know that what's her name is getting up in the middle of the night and playing freaking piano. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a, you know, he could go flirt with. Yeah. Yeah. Go flirt with Flora. Flirty Flora, they called her. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, go check her out when she's playing the piano, bro. Yeah. Stop being a creeper. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, just just don't do it. And You're in the 20th century, bro. Our most haunted room is room 217. Yay. Oh, okay. Yay. It is considered the most haunted in the hotel. And there's... There's the normal, like, lights turning on and off by themselves, items getting rearranged at the room, cold spots, hot spots, all of yeah. that. It's one of those things where, like, when you're buying a car wash and they have the different levels and it says all the things in previous car wash, but when you go to room 217, they're like, you have all the ghostly things that happen in every other room, but you also you have... You also have this. And my favorite is this ghost. And it is believed to be head housekeeper Elizabeth Wilson, who, okay. in 1911, as head housekeeper, was making her rounds for the wow. evenings. This is, like, the biggest oh, I keep, tragedy I, well, I keep forgetting, of the hotel. Oh, no. I, I, I keep forgetting that, like, they're that level rich. So, like, I keep forgetting that, like, before it was a hotel, it was, like, a hundred-room mansion. So, yeah, they would have had a staff. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, she was the head She was the head housekeeper. Lady. And housekeeper, yeah, she yeah. was going around lighting all of the acetylene lamps because they had, like, the actual like, lamps with the yeah, flame. Bad start, yeah. And there was a leak on the second floor. Uh, Nobody knew there was totally. a leak. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure at this point that's still relatively new technology yeah. and it probably didn't have as good a like piping as we did back in the day. Yes. So, so cool. This particular wing where room 217 is 
was filling with this very flammable gas. Oh, no. And as she lit a, one of the lamps in the room, the match sparked an explosion, which yeah. sent her through the floor. I don't, I don't mean to laugh at her tragic death, but that oh, no, somehow it was not Shut up! What? She broke her ankles and the hotel oh. paid for all of her medical bills. But no, she oh, well, survived. Good. She lived to the age of 90. Shut up! Yeah. All right. Elizabeth Wilson got sent through wow. the floor from an explosion, only broke her ankles, and survived. Holy shit. Okay, yeah. damn, that is a hearty gal. Yeah. She I wonder if she, she can, passed peacefully I if she in her home. Oh. At the age of 90. Yeah, no, she, they called it a tragedy, but no one's actually died at the hotel, as far as I could tell. Well, I was, I was just going to say, well, then why is she still there? She, I, I mean, was still there because, you know, she, she spent a good portion of her life there and probably had a lot of happy memories. Yeah. yeah. Um, some people report feeling someone sit on the bed in the middle of the night. That's the cowboy. I, yeah, I, say, I don't think this is her. <laughs> what she will Without do is when unmarried couples stay in the room, no. she will wedge them apart. Yeah. Because yes. you can't have any funny business on her watch because, you know, she's old school. I strangely appreciate yeah. that. Like, like, look, no creeping cowboy. I do like that she's trying to keep people honest. Honest in there. No, yes. no unwed relations in this bed. Indeed. Cannot physically be only- close. I was going to say, the only thing that would make it better is if, like, just kind of by old tradition or whatever, all of the king mattresses were actually, like, two smaller beds that were, like, pressed together. And then she, she, yeah, she's able to just sort of part them. Yeah. You wake up in the morning and you're, you're, like, three feet apart from your partner and the other side of the room. Yeah. Yeah. So. What the fuck? It's so weird. When we went to sleep, we had one set of sheets, and now it's split into two smaller beds. We're so far like, apart bedding. now. Yeah, how did that even happen? Yeah, so that that is like that. all of the stories that I have for us about the Stanley Hotel. I really want to visit. I feel like it would be a fun place yes. to go to. Absolutely, I want to see a, a undead cowboy. Well, I suppose a dead, dead cowboy. And um, I want to see her play the piano. Yeah, I I do too. Yeah. I want to check it out. I also want to see what their, uh, their like, continental breakfast situation is. Oh, yeah. I feel like I'd be pretty good. I wanna, yeah, I want to see how it stacks up to, like, other hotels that I've stayed in. Like a holiday Do experience. they have a rating? Right, exactly. Like, not that I've stayed in a lot of swanky places. <laughs> do you do you happen to by any chance have like their rate structure? I mean, I'm, I imagine that like around Halloween and stuff, it gets pretty expensive because I, I, I mean, because they're also not. I imagine they're not like owned by any sort of like chain or anything. They're probably still their own separate thing their own ind- independent like yeah. business or whatever um i know it's definitely more expensive around the holidays and well, that makes sense 
around um, Halloween. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, I, I should have guessed that one. Like, and you know, whenever Cowboy Jim's walking around, gets uh, it is gets... as of this point in time. Looking through their calendar, mm. December 8th is one of the most expensive days at $609. Ooh, wow. Most of the rooms average somewhere between $250 to $350. Uh, okay, it's still, I mean, it's still up there, but I, yeah, okay, I could swing a weekend uh, <laughs> off-season $250, sure. It looks like April is the cheapest time to go. All the prices right. start time <laughs> in March or May. Oh, okay. Out, uh, is June June April. is more expensive, so summer. Yeah, yeah. When it was in April, is it below two fifty, or was it still two fifty? Depends on the the day. <laughs> okay. Um, are you? Are you so most I feel like I'm getting a little like bit of a cold too. Like... Oh God! Okay. But then, like in yeah, I mean, February, like you night. have like the beginning of the week is two eighty nine, but then like Friday is three twenty nine. Oh yeah. So in April, it's okay, just like well... two eighty nine for like most of it, except like one or two days. Well, yeah, I'm driving down. I'm driving down from the cities for the eclipse. Maybe I could swing, swing one night and just check it out. Two eighty nine. Yikes. October is low three hundreds. So. Okay. Well, yeah. So from two eighty nine is their like low season to Halloween times. That's not bad. Yeah. And then they don't have anything for December of twenty twenty four. Oh well, that makes sense. They don't go out that far. No. But considering that as of, like, right now, you could get it for 289 but then the next day it's 329 Yeah, So it kind of fluctuates between there. And then for whatever reason, December 8th is 609 so I think they have an event. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe that's it. But then, like... Or maybe there's even just something happening, like, in the... T- 202. Yeah. All right. Well, that's pretty reasonable. And that is just like the classic room. I did not look up any of the suites. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I can only imagine. Yeah, if that's just if it hits 600 at any point with just their regular rooms, I can't imagine what the suites are. They're spirited Lord. rooms. So this would be like Ooh. 428. Okay. <laughs> That's the so classes. funny. Today it would be $160. So the prices for those ones well, aren't bad. They're like the same. Yeah. No, that's not bad. Which is Yeah, should I go in like absolute off season? I'd go stay there for 100 What'd you say 160? That would be if you went just today. Yeah, all right. In the middle of the week. I mean, I yeah, I get it. Blast down there from from up here, eight-hour driver. Yeah, so. so the prices for their like haunted rooms <sighs> are like the same as the regular rooms, but oh. they are the most requested, so you may not get the room. Right. Okay, right, right. And now I'm gonna check the suites because I'm curious. 
Yes. I was going to say, I wasn't going to demand it, but like, if you're also interested, I want to know too. Cause that, I'm up to oh, know. yeah. I mean, it's got to be, I'm going to take a guess on like, okay, the average price. I'm going to, I'm going to say like the cheapest it goes is like 500 a night. Okay. Do we want to know the superior king room and then the suites? Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, I suppose that's 217. Uh, like, so 217 like was king. the spirited rooms, which were the same price as like the regular oh. classic rooms. I, yeah, I guess I just figured they singled out 217 because it's where Stephen King actually stayed. What is the what is the superior king? Literally the same price. What? Well, okay. <laughs> well, uh, I was thinking the prices were going to be... They're the same all around. What? I feel like that's oh. not right. That almost must be the 217 then. Well, whatever. So how much is the residential cottage? There's a cottage? There's a cottage! I want to stay in the cottage. I do too. Like, oh, is that like, is that like the caretakers? Yeah. So this would be like the caretakers oh, okay. cottage. Nice. It is a presidential cottage, which features three bedrooms and two and a half baths Whoa. on the main and upper level, each with the king's That's got to be pushing a thousand. Oh wow! Yeah, that's got to be over a thousand. It is. It's loading. <laughs> Still loading. God. Damn it. Still loading. Oh, this is unbearable internet. Come on. I don't know why my internet you is have, being slow right now. You have failed me for the last time, Spectrum. Yeah, so there's also a kitchenette, a dining room, and a living room, as well as a private deck off the living room and master bedroom. Wow. There's also okay, two garden maybe... level units. Holy crap. So this is like a small house on itself. Yeah. That you can just go and stay at. And I'm not even necessarily small. I mean, that sounds like a decent house. Holy shit. It features. So then they have. And then they have another one that is five bedrooms and four and a half bathrooms and is air conditioned. Holy, holy crap. Wait. The other, oh, shit. The other one isn't air conditioned. I guess not. Ew. And I am well, probably not seeing any rates for it. Okay, that might be the one where they're like, look, if you can afford this, you're going to have to call us. Maybe. Yeah, they're like, you can't just... You can't just <laughs> stay here. Yeah. You can't just come and stay here. <laughs> you plebeians. Oh, yeah, you... So you have to call. Ah, yeah. That sounds about right. <clears throat> let me let me just double check that it's not just blocked off. Oh yeah, they might just in January. Oh, nope. You Ooh. have to call to get a rate for that one. Inquire. But everything else is the same yeah. price. <laughs> but good news. Everything else, yeah, everything else is just fine. Yeah. You have to call big boy rooms. So they have a few different like places you can stay at. So you can do what is 
like called the Aspire Hotel and Spa at the Stanley. Then they have like the lodge Ooh. and then the residences, which is like oh. you could rent a full condo. That's freaking sweet. Yeah. So yeah, they're they're kind of a whole they've almost turned it into like a resort, like like a conglomeration. Yeah, like a resort feel. Different experiences. Okay, nice. Yeah. So they've they've really to you by a really upgraded their game. Good for you, Stanley and Hotel. Our, yeah, and our pricing. Yeah. Not too expensive, yeah. surprisingly. If you're in, if we can we can tell how fast your internet is, and if it doesn't hit a certain level, we know you're not rich enough <laughs> to stay in these fucking cabins. I have like so the highest speed that is available, and sometimes our internet is like. Celine, eh. That's what they. That's what you think. That's what I think. We're so it's poor. Xfinity, yeah, so we're... let's be real. <laughs> well, I mean, we we're. I'm just saying, we're not even at the level where we don't even get to see the higher. They have they have internet speeds we will that never, will fly you we around the know. world. Exactly. Yeah. Nope. They can download whole countries. Probably. They're so rich. With yeah. that kind like, of money. Give me. Yes. Give me the Congo. Yes. Republic of Congo. Whatever. They just downloaded it. It's theirs. They own it. Anyway. So do you have any so what, ratings for today's pairing? I am going to give the grilled cheese sandwich a nine. Um, I'm only not going to give it a ten just because I'm not a huge fan of, like, cheese. Okay. <laughs> like, it's just not my... Which doesn't... God, man. It actually ended up being better than I thought it was. Okay. Um... It's actually quite tasty. I think I over crisped it a little too much. I'm going to stick with a nine. Um, I'm going to give mine a seven and a half. Because it could have okay. been better, but I also could have just made it better. So that's my own fault. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's kind of why mine's not going to go all the way. Um, I'm going to give the drink a seven. It was, um, it was seasonal. It was tasty. It didn't blow my socks off. That's I feel I still feel like I like I rate too high. There's probably people who would listen to that and be like, oh, my God, bro, four and a half. Yeah. Come on. Learn to rate reasonably. I am going to give my eggnog beverage a nine. Oh, very nice. Because it was great. Because it was great. I and literally, think... I think the only thing that would have made it better was if it was like. Specific brand eggnog versus like a specific brand versus oh. like this is the Kroger I, style from the store. Yes. I'm just gonna say I yeah, I did store brand as well. So I feel like that would be <laughs> what would take it over the top. Did you use spiced rum? I did. Okay. I think that would have helped too. I um I'm not a fan of Jack Daniels, but I wanted to stay true to like the spirit of the drink. And uh, no pun intended. And it, um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just not a Tennessee whiskey guy, so. No, that's fine. It is not for everyone. But, no, it's not. And I, I think I should have been more bold and uh, done something like that. Done some, some like spiced rum. Mm. But that does sound delicious. Next time. You got all season. Yeah. Yeah, ex yeah, exactly. And speaking of next time, if you have any recommendations for us, or that's not the right window, oh, get out of here, Google. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> There's the one. <laughs> Wrong picture. 
It's the same logo, so it's got the same colors. I was confused. Um, you can uh, email us suggestions or uh, hate mail at peculiarpairingspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at peculiarpairpod and um, Instagram at peculiarpairingspod. And you can check us out on Patreon or YouTubes by searching for Peculiar Pairings yes. pod- Podcast. Peculiar Pairings Podcast. Yes, Peculiar Pairings Podcast. Yeah. And because we were out of town and had some personal stuff I had to deal with, with having to put our dog down, that an episode has not been uploaded for a little bit, but I am working on getting one ready. So it will come back full force. Yay! And do you have a a new um, 50 most? Yes, that is is what I meant by it is is coming. Same, same okay. with our, our own episodes is just, yeah, I could not come Hooray. back from being in Minnesota to being like, oh, let me worry about putting on a podcast yeah. episode. I'm like, I can't think about this today. There's a lot going yeah. on. I think that's fair. It's, uh, that's never a fun time. No. We have both had to do that this year and that has been, uh, fuck you, 2023. Yeah, that's the year. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. I don't understand. Boy, it's been it's been kind of a you know. First we had uh, COVID, and we had a crazy guy getting to the White House, and uh, and then just like more personally, this year has not been the tops. We've had a we've had oh. a rough go of just years in general. It was like was it 2016 where everyone's like this year is awful. Oh yeah. This yeah. is the 2016 of. The 2020s. Oh, yeah. At least for me, it's bad because I had a great like 2016. So everyone's like 2016 sucks. I'm like, I'm having a great time. Like I studied abroad. I got to do tons of stuff. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Now I feel it. I'm having it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Almost (laughs) seven years later. I'm like, I understand what everyone was talking about now. I'm just getting it 20- retroactively seven yeah, years yeah, later. Yeah. yeah, I think my 2016 was okay. I got my new car. I was in my apartment, and I, I was doing Lyft and Uber for a little while. Mm-hmm. I, I left my other job. Yeah, I actually, I suppose overall 2016 was kind of fun for yeah. me. Yeah, 2023 has not quite been my year, and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's okay. A- it, it, yeah, it just means you got so much to look forward to in 2024. I mean, I really do. Yeah. That's so much going on. It's coming up. And it's coming up quick. Yeah. I got a wedding that's going to kick ass. Hell that's yeah. that's what I'm excited about. Kick yes. ass wedding. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's excited, except for the hunters. Except for the hunters of the family. Well, but you, you know, know, to each their eat. own. Yeah. Until next time, listeners. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed this journey with us and we'll hope you come with us next time. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye-bye.